It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. did it you're here i am are we (laughs) i am talking i am imploring the technology at our disposal today to please be here to please do it to please stay on our side and help us out recording because i'm not gonna bore you with all the details but some definitely a laptop's gone down on us the internet connection for one of us please don't speculate who it's not fantastic but we're plugging through. I am looking at a very pixelated friend of mine, and I am not super confident he's hearing the words I'm saying. But let me ask a very a much more open-ended question than usual. Um, how are you today? <laughs> I'm fine, Jeffrey. I'm absolutely fine. I'm glad you're absolutely You sound fine. horrendous in my ears. Yes. But I can see you, and I can just about make out the words. So yes. we're going to try and do this. But to everyone else, they're going to hear like crystal clear audio. It's going to sound fantastic. This might get me so to consume the good. product for once if I could relive this conversation in a way that isn't harsh on my ears too. And by the way, listener, he's not saying I sound horrendous in his ears as a regular. It's because of the tech. Okay, so everyone calm down. And this week we've got fun stuff to review. I'm so excited about it. I might just start putting it right bang on at the start of the show notes. Okay, rather than giving you all this malarkey about... You know, winking and nudging and yeah, apology statements. It might just be boom. If you're looking for an episode about this, boom. Because as someone who has started to recommend our podcast here or there, um, it's hard to find what you need. I remember going to one that was just called Hmm H M M, and I was like, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, go to the show notes. I had to scroll through my own show notes for ten seconds before I was like, oh yeah, that's what this is about. So that's our podcast. Nothing wrong with the show titles. (laughs) I love the show titles. I love the show. Do you have a personal favorite? I've got to ask. Oh, not off the top of my head. I'll have to scroll through and find them. Uh, Although, yes. the most downloaded episode of our podcast I'll get the fuck is out. the one with the longest show title ever. The one about if you the thing, observe about the, thing, the nature. Being, observing the thing. Really? That is the most downloaded episode. Are you trying to And then make clearly, a after that, no one came back. <laughs> Are you thinking people were intrigued by the long-winded nature of the title? Nope, it was just a peak, <laughs> and we've just been crashing ever since. <laughs> Love that for us. Speaking of... However, yeah. Um, before we get to the 30-second game, Please. which I'm also terrified about, based on what happened last week, yeah, I, I was... gave it and gave you some weird things to do for it. Yeah. I've been nervous ever since that you were going to do that back to me. Mm. But actually, no, let's do the 30-second game first, and then I'll give you my preamble of the week that was. Because okay. I've got a week that was that I need to bring up and talk to you about. Okay, but okay. I, to be honest, uh, to, to be to be generous, I was going to... Um, I was thinking with the technology and the lag, I might have foregone any gamification of the 30-second game. But if uh, if you are willing to be gamified... <coughs> um, it's only fair. We started it. Let's keep it going. Yeah. That's what we do, Jeffrey. Um, we start segments and we keep them going. That's what we do, Jeffrey. Yes, okay. So I would, I would like for you to be explaining to the people what this show is about in... Mm-hmm. In a very, um, I have just, uh, I have just thrown to you on um, Graham Norton's couch, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be Graham Norton throwing it to you. And the words I need you to to keep in mind are um, just, just exceeding, <laughs> exceedingly pleasant. Like everything is pleasant. Nothing has ever been more pleasant. It's just a pleasant, pleasant experience, a pleasant thing you've done. 
Um, you you weren't prepared for this, were you, Jeffrey? <laughs> <laughs> you need to. Be- I was the, I, I, all week. I was like, he's going to give me an accent. He's going to ask me to do it in the style. I thought you might even say do it in the style of the Beatles. Or do it in the style like, of the Beatles. That's a shout. Like, you, you know, know. you your your Ringo being Thomas the Tank Engine. Go. You so- know what? I've never been. I like. I you're, you've got the good ideas today. I feel like usually I am a bit more in the zone with these sorts of ideas. But I'm not going to lie to you. Right now, I'm trying to just be where you're at in terms of present in our podcast record because I'm just looking at the amount of pixels it is taking to assemble your visage right now and it's unsettling <laughs> it's quite unsettling so yeah i started rambling there you're on graham norton's sofa okay my guy you're on his sofa be I'm... pleasant you've just t- you said to- do the 30 second game pleasantly <laughs> here's what it is i found it i found it Go here's on. what it is it's 30 seconds of the most pleasant bland if you like promo of the show that someone would give as a guest but secretly you hate me okay you are very angry at me. It's to do with reasons of tech. It's to do with reasons of personal betrayal, whatever you need this to be for your character motivation. But you have 30 mm. seconds to be on Graham Norton's couch and tell us a bit about what the show is. But keep in mind, deep down, inside of your soul, you are not the biggest fan of your co-host, Jeffrey Barlow, who right now you are tethered to for contractual pardon me, reasons. Hopefully you can speak a bit more better than me. A bit more better. I need to get a life right now. You have 30 seconds, starting in three two one uh thank you graham um well basically <laughs> i host a podcast um with a friend who decided he couldn't make it today which is not a good start to um us promoting the podcast he came up with some bland excuse he was running late or something along those lines but it's fine it's the story of my life um <laughs> however we, we we have a podcast where we recommend things to each other and then we review them and then guess how much the other person's going to review them and then if if whoever's the closest wins um but other than that most of the time i just hate him <laughs> <laughs> that was really good i liked that you worked with it into the layer of i was actually supposed to be booked on the show <gasps> yes plot twist <laughs> And I w- you missed the train or you were some bullshit, Louis, something that really gets on my nerves <laughs> in in the hypothetical. Oh, obviously, yeah, totally. Obviously. It's totally, totally hypothetical. Um, OK, so I feel like the listener is now on board. He's like, OK, great. So what we've got is we've got two lads who are moaning about their tech. They mm-hmm. got there after a while, but they review stuff and they have mm-hmm. a game for explaining what the pod's about that one of them didn't seem prepared for, but they got through it anyway. Something about yep. they enjoy Graham Norton. Here we are, preambles out of the way, and we're about to review stuff, but your last little starter, your last little appetizer before the main course is a week mm-hmm. that was for Mr. Christopher Anousis. The week that was in Christopher Anousis's world of cultural consumption. What, what do you need to tell the people and me today? Well, basically, I, I, I feel like your dream of this podcast has actually come true. <gasps> and I don't think you realize that it has oh until gosh. I tell you yes. that your dream was that one of us would pitch someone the other thing. Mm. And then that person would go on to complete the thing. Oh, that is a dream. Whether it be a series <laughs> or something like that. And what happened this week was that many weeks ago, you pitched something to me that then I started listening to a certain podcast known as... The Strike Force Five. The Strike Force Five. Thunder, cloud, thunder, bang, thunder. Sound I just did the thunder, bang, thunder, and you should have heard it, but I don't know if you did or not. No, but... I didn't. I didn't miss <laughs> anyway, that. <laughs> it happened. It happened. Anyway. Yes. Um, but yeah, I completed Strike Force Five. There were 12 episodes. I listened to them all. I had a wonderful time. I, I had hours to kill driving back from a wedding. Yes. And I finished it. And it happened. I just thought... That's, I thought, that's big I news. I get a bigger... I thought I'd get a bigger thing, but it happened. You got you got the biggest thing. This is not you 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 know, B we have to bit of behind the behind the curtain here. This is something I did know already. So when you tell <laughs> yeah, when, but the <laughs> and remember, the audience didn't. No, 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 but you know, similar to Sell it, Jeffrey. You're not selling it. No, I'm like, I'm I'm no selling me I'm, down the river. I'm su- I'm like... super sold on how big a deal this is. This was a very this was a very big deal. I used the chance of you taking the microphone to double check um the fifteen wires I have sticking out of the the resuscitated corpse that is my laptop but i'm super psyched that you finished the whole thing i couldn't believe it when you when you told me so i thought this was like everything else that has been pitched on our podcast something that would be pending throughout the next year and then suddenly bursts of ticks came through in our whatsapp chat and you you finished the damn thing and you finished the damn thing with a bit of a, a tear in your eye a bit sad that it was all over it's funny how you know and i also bought some pens today 
No, you did not. We were talking about <laughs> the almost. merch too. Dear listener, we were talking about the merch too. Almost okay. That's more. That's more believable. But I'm. I'm very. I, I'm, I'm on the verge of getting the the t-shirt. But it's it's very funny how uh, a short run of twelve episodes of a podcast did bring these. Uh, American television late night talk show hosts together in this way where you felt a genuine bit of emotion when the the series finished and they're talking about oh maybe they'll get together again once a year and I remember listening to it myself being like um please like don't actually have this be the last one ever I'm too suddenly emotional and invested now and every one of them is uh um, I'm a slightly bigger fan of them before and it was just such a nice little run of of pods and you you told me my favorite uh Letterman uh, that that did that did uh, good for you. You enjoyed Letterman and found him funny, so that made me very very happy. Did you like the John Stewart one too? Yeah, it was fine. I don't know John Stewart that well. They they had yeah. they had they had a good old chat. You but you had a you, I don't know. I, a, I think they found their they found their stride eventually. Jeffrey, they definitely found their stride with all of it. And it was Speaking good of finding a stride, there were so many reoccurring jokes though in twelve episodes that yes. they had things that they so many callbacks that I don't know. I felt rewarded for sticking with it, so it was good. Definitely, definitely, and I like the idea of um, you know being rewarded when you stick to, stick with something long term storytelling. Because right now, if you have stuck with us, you are not being rewarded by the lag <laughs> in the recording and how much we're struggling. But you will be rewarded in the future. So stick with us today. We've got some really good reviews coming. And um, it's just listen. We plow our heads and we stick to the to the game plan, and we get your regular episode uploaded. Consistency is key. Consistency is king. And even with a bit mm-hmm. of a lag, it's just like if you had a really dusty window in front of your bestie, but you still wanted to catch up about all the things you consumed. Like, would you walk away? No, you'd stay there for the for the hour with earmuffs on. Um, for whatever reason, you're now in this position, and you and you'd work your way through the conversation. And someone then punches you in the face, but for whatever reason, you still have to continue chatting to this person. That is the tech um, levels of of issues we are working through right now, and we're still here, and we're still making this chat happen. Um, yeah, bro, this is, it's almost a problem. <laughs> yeah, are we? Good question. It's almost a problem. You open that Strike Force Five door for me because I could <laughs> I could do ten fifteen minutes on just that. That's really exciting news to me. But um, yeah, and I got to say, we'll bookmark it because I'm sure it will come up again. An interesting part of the discussion we had was. Um, Ryan Reynolds showing up in the very last episode. Yes. And I was slightly underwhelmed and you were super into it. And we have lots of Ryan Reynolds. Not disagreements, but we have different takes on the fella. And one day we'll have to come back round to that. But for now, a show that Ryan Reynolds would really win my heart on because everyone who's on it always wins my heart when they're on it. It's Taskmaster. It's Series 16. It's, uh, It's just a joy of an episode. And this is where... In a very selfish way, our podcast does wonders for your boy. It's like, oh, that thing that at some point I wanted to get back into. So maybe selfishly in my head, at some point I'm going to pitch Taskmaster because I want to get back into Taskmaster. And then my guy does it for me. And I'm like, yes, I wanted back in. And this was, this was, um, was it preempted? Uh, was it triggered by the fact that it was just the newest episode out there? And I had failed so horrendously at catching up with the latest episode of RuPaul that you were like, let me just try this again. The latest episode, please. <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't. It, well, it wasn't, it wasn't. Um, I think that week I had watched it and I enjoyed it. But then obviously there'd been a few weeks before I pitched it, but I went back to that episode. And the main reason being is that there wasn't anything special about it. It felt like they leaned into how long it had been going on and how they were struggling to come up with good tasks anymore. And it was just kind of like, and like an ongoing thing about that really and it just looked like that they were all in it in a series that's been going for however many seasons it's been going and they were just still enjoying it and Alex Horn and Greg Davis were just leaning into how long it had been going on and how they were struggling to come up with good tasks and Sam Campbell I who I've gone down a wormhole with him as a comedian who's a contestant on Taskmaster just one of the tasks just kept proceeding to talk about how crap it was as a task and how he didn't enjoy it, which is something that I enjoyed and found funny. So <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> it yeah. just, that's, that's, that, that was one of the reasons I just sort of leaned into it and recommended it. Oh, I love but it. Cause yes, I've, part... but I've watched a couple since, so I can't Ooh, remember all the tasks on it. So I'm hoping worry. you can remind me. Yes. Yes. Not to worry. Um, And I do, I do love that, that part of the reason you're pitching it is part of, what I was struggling with. There's such a glut of this show. There's so much of it. It's like just this ongoing rushing river where I just don't know how and where to jump in. It's going too fast. It's going too much. Usually I come up with a good reason to, oh, I'll go back 
to the pilot and work my way through. Oh, there's the start of a new season. There's always a funny little way I can work an entry yeah. point back in. And I just... There's now 16 motherfucking seasons of this show, goddammit. And I was like a loyal, devoted, every episode of the show guy back when there was like, I don't know, four seasons. And everyone yeah. felt super special. And like, I don't know how they got to 16 so quickly. I'm going to guess this is one of this uh, classic re- research mode. Jeff would have known this, but, you know, other things have been going on. But like, I do wonder if like it was a TV deal with Dave or whatever that just as opposed to other panel shows this motherfucker does churn out like they are on a schedule um and fair enough i guess it's light fluffy frothy they can make it work i think you were telling me um they film in a quite interesting place that isn't too far off the ends um Mm. and yeah the way that they churn it out doesn't i'm and to be clear i'm not saying it impacts the product negatively it's the sort of product that actually can do quite well with it but as a consumer for me who can get quite in his head about being a completist and wanting to watch it all i have felt a bit left out and now i feel quite mm. back in and now i've gotten what i think people who produce this show at such a rate want which is the goggle box thing i have which is i can just dip my toe in anytime this is something yeah. i wanted to to cap off last week's episode with actually a bit of an odds and ends for me which is part of what i love about that show is there's some way I've developed a relationship with it where as opposed to 90% of the stuff I consume, I feel no like, oh, I have to go back to this season or this episode and what happened at the end. Bruv, I would dip in and I will get my fill and I will leave it and I, the next time I watch it will be the next time I watch it. Now, Taskmaster... You like Gogglebox. Jesus Christ. That's move not, on, Jeffrey. <laughs> that's not going to move on. It's a really good example, a really good parallel in so many different facets. Taskmaster can't quite... New segment of the podcast, Jeff likes Gogglebox. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically the podcast. Um, it, Taskmaster can never quite get there in the sense of you do have a slight desire to stick along for a season because you like the cast. So it's not fully every episode is completely independent. I'll always watch one and be like, oh, I wonder how the trajectory of the season and they're going to crown a winner would go. But still, because it's just such frivolous, fun, the best sense of this word, bullshit, you can just dip in. And I think this episode, Mm. the the timing of you throwing it back my way in this way has made me realise that's how I'm going to watch the show again. It's just going to be dipping in when I want. And if I like an episode like I did with this one, I might as well just carry on. Now, do help Mm. me out with the name of the comedian that you enjoyed and that you thought hey this guy is such a weirdo that i think jeff's gonna like him because i did like him sorry help you out with the name of him yes sam campbell sam campbell yes i was uh (laughs) apparently (laughs) he he, he didn't make he didn't make enough of a fan of me that i know his name but he did stand out in the episode i'd never i'd never heard of him a big thing on taskmaster that i really appreciate is how much you have new established new new established new names next to established names so i'm sure some comedy nerds knew sam campbell i didn't but first first things first i have to shout out Julian Clary makes me laugh. Can we all just yes. for a minute? Can we just give him his flowers? Because I grew up with Julian Clary being a very middle of the road, occasionally a bit of a dirty joke with a wink. Everyone's fine with Julian Clary. He could host what you like. And something on this hmm. show where he's just like suddenly an elder statesman of understated comedy genius. It's like he's such a delight to be in the company of. I loved him on this show. I... Not in a million years would I have picked his name out. And I think that's part of what makes Taskmaster brilliantly amazing. It's that people who you wouldn't expect on it um, are fantastic on it. So I've got to say, early doors, my first impression was um, I love that they've got Julian Clary on it. Sam Campbell did bits for me too. Um, So... There's another blonde lady that I can't remember her name. Lucy Beaumont. Her name is Lucy Beaumont. Lucy Beaumont. And I must admit to some... Uh, not prejudice. I must admit that uh, uh, I actually know her through uh, being John Richardson's wife because they've done some shows together. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. So now that we've shouted out pretty much everyone, Sue Perkins and Susan Wacoma too, I would like for uh, the, the the middle of my review getting into the nitty gritty of this episode and some of the tasks, I would like for you to guess who you think my favourite is from this from this episode, from this assortment of characters. You've got Julian Clary, Lucy Beaumont, Sam Campbell, Sue Perkins, and Susan Wacoma. I might have tipped my hand with Julian Clary, or I might be bluffing a bit. What do you think? Who your favourite was? Mm. I'm going to... I'm either Lucy Beaumont or Sam Campbell. 
Yeah, you're very, yeah, it was Lucy Beaumont. Lucy Beaumont is yeah, a delight. She's fucking hilarious. She's a treat of a person. What the hell? What the hell? Of course. <laughs> of course, John Richardson. Good for you. I am an envious man, just in the sense of what a delightful creature that you get to spend so much time with. Um, I don't, I haven't watched the show for a good long time, but she cracked mm. Greg Davies up on the regular. Um, and uh, as I as I go through some of the tasks now, please, uh, you know, even with our lagging internet, I do want to make sure you interject and tell me what you made of them too. They're so. What was the prize task at the start? Were they, was, They're so. Did you oh, write on the? I the, the prize task was the greatest thing that makes quite a loud noise when you shake it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how I, I think the genius of the show, right, is it's all like Greg Davies's comedic judgment is objectively ruling over everything because like for me for this task i loved all the ones he hated it was quite funny but he's so adamant about his takes and his opinions it's just fucking hilarious and julian and... clary brought in a drawer full of forks and knives yeah i'm like that that <laughs> makes a loud noise when you shake it and i think it was super it the greatest a... thing jeffrey <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the greatest thing. It's definitely not the greatest thing. Um, and then, and then when they actually got to the to the task tasks, I was like, I haven't watched for a while, and I think we've all had that. Oh, imagine being a writer on Taskmaster, coming up with these tasks. That must be so fun. Some of these are so dumb. And the very first one was the blooming. Uh, what's it? It was the blooming. Um, what was what it? It was the avoid, avoiding the rubbish robots Avo avoiding yeah. the rubbish robots was somehow the first task where they're literally blindfolded and there are these two automated rubbish robots roaming around on their wheels and they have to you know not get touched or hit by them and just i was instantly like this is just so dumb i love it i love how seriously everyone has to take it the unsung hero not unsung he's very sung but not sung enough is alex horn and his co-hosting yeah. duties and his interactions with Greg. And I was immediately just, I haven't watched the show for years and I'm a super fan back in again already. Um, and then they were, so that one, I love a bit of just like physical comedy. So that scene has yeah. got you covered. Then, then they're recreating your team's, your teammates garage scene. This was a confusing <laughs> one. And I very much enjoyed how much this was a confusing one. Um, I think they had two people per team and then they were on the phone to the extra teammate and just the missed communication and not understanding and double takes and looking at the phone being like, what did they just say? And this makes no sense. It's just, ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, this show originated with Alex Horn doing this as like a live show, right? Are you aware of how this show I, I started? I have no up? idea. Yeah. But the only thing I remember is that season one, to make it work, they had to get Frank Skinner. Like they needed like a big name to be in like the first season. And that's kind of like the only thing I remember. But then once yes. that was a success, they just kept going. Would you equate but... it with um, Christopher Jericho being a star on AEW? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I almost knocked not, the microphone over. I'm not over. upset that you threw a wrestling reference in. What threw me was that you said Christopher Jericho. <laughs> Shout out to all the marks out there who like their stories like one of our other Christophers does. Anyway, yeah, okay, so Frank Skinner season one, you're quite right. But I think, from what I remember, Alex Horn developed this as like a live show. And quite early doors, the format just fucking works so for the very yeah. surprising small number of people who will eventually listen to this podcast and haven't seen taskmaster there is no way this person theoretically even exists um they basically have a panel of five stand-up comics or different kind of comedians who have to do all kinds of tasks and then greg davies judges who did it best episode to episode there is a winner and at the end there is um the season's overall winner it's almost like they're doing a mixture of a game show and a bit of a not a panel show pod, a panel show it's 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 a really i don't know quite how they make the best of both worlds work so well but i can very much see dave watching the first the tv company dave watching the first season and being like that's the show yes just keep hitting repeat we need this to fill out whole chunks two hours of taskmaster five hour weekend of taskmaster um and that basically you'll season to season you'll do a thing where you get new favorite comedians or your old favorites doing really fun stuff personally it's th this show does this, this thing to me that I want to ask you if it does to you too, which is it occasionally makes me think, oh, how would I do on this kind of show? Without fail, tasks come up per episode where I'm like, I would fucking suck at this. It's just like <laughs> here or there, there'd be something creative where I get to be funny, I guess. But a lot of the time, it's like almost 
a bit of like actually like you need to use your logic here where i would just like they always have a really nice variety spread of people who are just suck at the tasks and i definitely think i'd be in that category what do you think of yourself oh i i would suck probably I'd panic. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like when we talk about the apprentice which by the way yes is back in january which made Ooh. me realize how long this podcast has been going um, wow yeah since when i pitched up. yeah um but yeah, it's it's you're you're in you're under camera. You're 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 being, you know. Yeah. You're in the spotlight. You're trying to be funny, but then you're like, actually, I got a task, and it's always fastest wins or whatever. Most of the time, it's quite it's quite difficult and pressure yeah. sensitive. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. Did you note down what the third task was, Bunny? I did indeed. I'm, uh, the 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 task got me enough to make notes on all of them. The next one, uh, this this is where this is where I think personally i gotta put it out there this is where i would shine i don't know how i don't know why but it's just open-ended enough it was it was this open-ended this is where ah alex horn just chef's kiss nailing it with the tasks you go from super in-depth intricate do this on the garage scene and recreate and then suddenly it's just present present a piece literally the word piece present a piece called head shoulders knees and toes knees and toes (laughs) (laughs) and i just did the alex horn thing of saying knees and toes after knees and toes because he kept saying knees and toes after knees and toes which infuriated your boy mr campbell and he incorporated that into his piece now i i gotta say part of what i love when they do these piece things is that whatever they end up coming up with like in a very diy sort of it wasn't super elaborate but like production goes to town helping them pull off what they need to pull off and that's always a really fun um aspect to it and just as I say, the, the charming thing about this show is just the variety of bullshit, different kinds of personalities, different kinds of comedians will will take from such a such a broad, simple presenter piece called Head, Shoulders, Knees and Toes. I think what's her name? Sue Perkins linked it back to like a quite um, not tragic, but like a very dark school thing that she experienced when doing a show overseas where the kids playing head shoulders knees and toes got in lots of trouble for playing it and stuff like that and hers referred to that and sam campbell's was just a guy who his whole family was you know decapitated and <laughs> murdered and head shoulders <laughs> knees and toes all cut off and then the detective is investigating alex horn kept repeating knees and toes which annoyed james um yeah. low-key the highlight of a lot of taskmasters is just them reading the task and they're reacting similar to our highlight yeah. of our podcast being reacting to pictures um like the, the the main thing that sold taskmaster for me back in the day was an episode the first thing the first episode i saw was had james acaster on it oh, and then I was, same. I was just sold same 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 and and, same. and then i think there's a youtube clip out there of basically james Ancaster, james Ancaster, james Ancaster walking into the room and just ignoring alex horn every single time <laughs> um where alex horn would be like hi james and then he'd just look up ignore him and then just proceed to read why the is task that just so crack good why is that so i don't know good. why it's so funny uh... it just gets me every single time i think it's james Acaster's face probably. i think i think it's, it's just... a lot of it i think it's all yeah it's definitely his face his face that's you know you bring up a very good point an underrated part of being a good comedian is having a funny face and James mm-hmm. Acaster has Which that. is why I could never be. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, he, he says, he's, making you laugh. He says, making oh, me laugh yeah. <laughs> very loudly. Um, but yeah. It's... And we just refer to Ryan Reynolds, who has a, a very good looking face. And it's very funny. What was the conclusion we came to yesterday? I came to it. It was Ryan Reynolds is too handsome to be as funny as he thinks he is. I don't know if yeah, I'm... Which makes him even annoy- more annoying. Yeah. He is, as fu- he is as funny as he thinks he yeah. is. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, honestly, I think for me, like that's just that, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> that just that just made me think: Have they at all brought in an American comic here or there? Because I I remember seeing a picture of Rob Delaney, the American comic, being on it. Because that, you know, I think I've I've mentioned on the pod before. My 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 special sort of like real guilty pleasure is just any sort of transatlantic exchange in that sense. Seeing some American I, I comics, remember, but but th- mm. there are some really good moments that I remember. Like, um, did you ever watch Fresh Meat? You know what? I never watch Fresh Meat, which is from the creators of Peep Show. I've always and Succession. So Fresh Meat like, has always the, been a the, show for me that I need to get around to. There's a lady who's there's a girl who's on Fresh Meat who was also in the latest series of You, mm. who is like a British actress. And I can't for the life of me remember her name, and I'm not going to Google it now. Okay, but I think was it her? no? It wasn't her. Sorry, Ooh. tell a lie. Yes. Um, but the the lady from the IT crowd. Oh yeah. Um, she she was on a season. And the her character arc in the season of Taskmaster yeah. was just Lady going more and more insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Parkinson. And, and that, 
Yes, and that's that's the sort of stuff that's just fun to see because you could see every time she comes back for another episode and looks at her task and realise how freaking mental she was and how she reacted <laughs> to it. She just slowly, just more and more got more into her shell yeah, and stuff like that. And there was another, I think, Corinne Mitchell, who's like a very smart person. Yeah, Victoria Corinne Mitchell. She, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, she she was on it. And again, for someone who's very intelligent, she got very frustrated with how she sort of reacted and behaved in most of the tasks. There was somewhere she shone yes. because she's a fairly intelligent person, but also just being again in that scenario was just was funny and a joy i love that i love i love these little these little callbacks because yeah let alone episode to episode there's a little arc to to how the episode plays out there is always a story arc of how the different comedians find whatever they're almost like uh their strategy for lack of, for their comedic yeah. strategy are they going to go crazy are they always going to undercut the task are they going to be a james james campbell yeah i lo- i did not see this as a strategy he shits on most of the tasks yeah. <laughs> and the very first time he said that, I thought, I literally, it was quite funny actually, Christopher. I thought to myself, this can't be the guy Christopher meant because I find that very annoying and not funny. And then by the end of no. the episode, I was like, that's really funny. He's won me over. <laughs> and part of it is, part of it is because how the others react to it and clearly find it charming yeah. and funny. And I, I go with that. Um, the, yeah. The only other thing I wanted to point out that mm. I thought was hilarious and this season I'm finding even more hilarious is just the intro to the show, the little intro monologue. And the little intro bants between Alex Horn and Greg Davies. Yes, because Greg Davies is now openly admitting in his opening monologues yes. <laughs> how they've run out of ideas yeah. for his opening monologue yeah. and what to say. Yeah, um, but yet, <laughs> but, but yeah, Alex Horn is just there with his tiny little weird yeah. sort of introduction and small tiny bit of banter, which Greg Davies shows no interest in whatsoever yeah. before they actually proceed to start the show. Yeah, and just. This season, I just think they—I don't know whether they're at the bottom of the barrel yeah. or they've—they've they've reached their peak. It's like I can't decide which it is yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just—it's yeah. hilarious and fun. It's so and like yeah. so. Even I remember seasons. I agree with you. Even I remember seasons yeah. three and four. I felt like, let alone the intro, it was just the throwing to commercial bits they have to do. Yes, that, right. And it's like even by seasons three or four, I was like, Jesus, this is like three to four times per episode, and they're however many episodes in. So yeah. Coming up to season 16, the fact that they're still having to throw to commercial that many times per episode and they're clearly just done with it and now they're making fun of it. And they've probably been done with it for like quite a few years now. Just just, just for the listener, the throw to the commercial isn't just now an ad break. Yeah. Greg Davies has like a one-liner joke every time they throw to commercial about throwing to commercial. Yeah. And... Yes, that person next to you on the couch you're watching this with is your wife, and yes, you have to stay with them for the rest of your life. But get on with it. Yeah. And he just likes. Yeah. And I, I and I remember they used to again. I might have not watched before the series. I might have not watched since the series was in like the single digits, and now it's in mm. a series sixteen. But I do remember it used to. There used to be this flavor of like, now watch the ads, buy all these things, and I distinctly remember in this episode it was like. Don't watch these ads. Don't buy any of these things. At this point, they're just letting him say whatever, clearly. Um, And I have to say, in the last task, which is always a live one, sort of on the stage involving the live crowd, that makes me think, gosh, it would be Mm. worth it to at one point go see this series live. So add that to the list. Um, They had the hiding a pineapple behind you task where they have to pass it amongst a pineapple amongst themselves for 15 seconds while the taskmaster shuts his eyes and has a little think. And then he has to guess who has a pineapple behind them. And... This is just where um, Lucy Beaumont shone because I don't know how, but she kept just making me laugh. It was very, very odd. Oh, and also um, the, the even in this episode, I don't know if it continues through the season, um, mm-hmm. but the arc of uh, Susan Wakoma, she keeps banging on about how she went to RADA for 30K or whatever. It's still going on. Oh, it's still it's going still on? Going Fantastic. On. It's still hilarious. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> but Lucy Beaumont in this episode at some point where Greg was like, I am sure there is a pineapple behind you. Or something, and she's just like, I don't have that big a torso, and the way she says torso <laughs> just sends me. It, I actually, I actually was like in the middle of July. I, I sort of turned my attention for one second away, and then she said that, yeah. and I like keeled over. Like it really got me to that degree. So, all in all, um, I'm giving it to you. A good time, Jeffrey. I'm giving it to you now with 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 the with the glowing review. I wonder how you can possibly fuck up this week because I've sort of given it to you, but. I'm, if, unless you have any any further questions, Your Honor, I have some scores. And the only question I have is: Are you going to jump back in the Taskmaster to, to 
bandwagon. I am. I am in the. I see. Here's the thing. So I am. I want to, and I want to treat it goggleboxy. But you've part... got to go back to like episode well, season five. No. Here, well, <laughs> I I wonder what you think. I wonder what you think. If you've yeah. come out of it for as long as I have, and now you're back in. Mm. In to be specific for the listener, um, season six, episode six, entitled "Brother Alex." Would you just, you know, shout out to Alex Anusis? Alex knows best. Um, would you season just sixteen, pl- not season six? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm watching. Um, would you just shout out to Jeffrey who can't shout out count. to Jeffrey who occasionally watches <laughs> the wrong thing? Would you just go on to episode seven? How would you do this? I'm very curious how other people's brains work with this. I felt back into it. But I was like, I might just from now on, as I say, watch random ones. But I did like this cast. A part of me wants to keep going. But just, if I was you, yes. just go back to season one of this season and just uh, watch interesting because you like the cast. Episode one of this season. Episode sorry. one of this season, the sixteenth season, and give this cast a chance. Okay, that's yeah. very interesting. And in the weeks that follow, and then go down a Sam Campbell wormhole on you YouTube, reckon? like I did. The guy, the guy stand up is absolute fucking bonkers. Really? Yes. Does he have full length specials? He seems very young. I haven't found specials. I've just like found four minute clips okay. and he just cut he sta- every time he's come out on stage, yes. he's done something different and fucking weird that I did not expect. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. It's just caught me off guard every time. I'll tell you what. But yeah, it's but yeah, it's funny. Perfect. And that recommendation does lead me to um is this my sixth or seventh gogglebox uh related thought? But you know, the same way I had my oh, this gives me a nice wide spread of just um British television. Mm. For me, Taskmaster is the same, but British comedy and comedian. Yeah. And that is a lovely way to be introduced to things. In this age of there being too much content, you need specialist shit like that. And hopefully one day, cultural content consumption praise Lauer will be that for you too. Yeah. Who knows? Taskmaster is my Spotify curated playlist that gives me new music, if that makes any sense. Is that a way to look at it? For comedy. Where it introdu- yeah, for comedy. Mm. It introduces me to new comedians. Each And it reintroduces me to old yeah. comedians at the exact same time. Yeah. Like, for example, Sue Perkins. She's an absolute exactly. joy in this exactly. season. Exactly. Um, her She's and... been around for like 80, 90 years. Exactly. Exactly. And, she- and Julian Clary, as I mentioned at the start, exactly, exactly similar. I'm glad it's your um, Spotify playlist for comedians and not for music because that wouldn't make any sense i have scores you are going to guess them and then we can move on to reviewing the next thing what do you say uh three four four Ooh. Oh, no <laughs> one off it was fours across the board actually oh <laughs> i i said in my opening i really wanted to watch this and i was happy to be given the excuse even uh, dude i was close to a five for opening i was i was finally taskmaster back in my life um, but you're, Damn it. you're 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 all right. I mean, you're only one off, so you're you're still you you are the projected winner. If you look at the live odds, you are favourite to win today still. Because I'm looking <laughs> what's at what's the Acker say? What's the Acker say? It's saying you're it's saying you're fine, and that I what's, the, what's that? What's that British guy with like the mean accent saying? Ray Winston. He's saying, "Hey, stop betting on podcasts. There's too much betting now. Go back to betting on the footy." You slag. Um, we got accent. <laughs> now, now do Carl Perkins. <laughs> um, I can't do Carl Perkins. Shout out to the Strike Force Five. Hey, yo, baby. I think I'm going to do a bit of Carl Perkins because it's basically Elvis Presley. <laughs> um, what are we reviewing next? What did I pitch you? Oh, yeah. I went layers, ladies and gentlemen. This to me is now, unfortunately for Christopher. Uh, I still don't. I've written scores. Yeah. But I don't know what they're for. Admit that you're not knowing what it's for is delightful to you. Admit that immediately. <laughs> so I don't know if the yeah I think they're partly because of the one show yeah and I think they're partly because of the content within the one show. But, exactly. Fucking whatever you just said, sort of great. So <laughs> so Jeffrey asked me to consume the first of November episode of one the one, one. show. Everyone sing along. One. Everyone don't sing one. One. Um, <laughs> Have we just done um, your scores? <laughs> we did one three times to be fair, so that was that was impeccable timing. Even with the stupidly bad internet lag, I'm proud of that. Um, I'm not feeling the lag my side. I, I, I'm, I'm doing all right. Okay. Um, anyway, so I watched the one show. Yes, you did. <laughs> I learn about Seven Trent Water and flooding <laughs> issues and, <laughs> and how to get them resolved, thanks to Watchdog. Oh, okay. um, 
And I also learned about shopping scams around the holiday. So yeah. everyone, be careful and check your URL, URLs, people, yeah. and make sure they're genuine websites that you're clicking on. <laughs> um, and if a deal is often too good to be true, it normally is. Um, I mean, this is good stuff. <laughs> we should know this. What was, what was the thing about the URLs? Because I was like, this is so, like, for my parents. What was it like? Make sure the URL just reads believable. It, it's it's a genuine URL. So make so if you if you're clicking on a link and you think you're on Amazon, yeah, make sure it's not you're not on Bamazon or something <laughs> like that. Because normally the URLs are going to be out there looking slightly squiffy, yeah. So that you know they look at a glance, you think you're on the genuine website, but you might not be. Can okay, just, yeah. I don't usually do this, but URLs looking slightly squiffy. Can you please make that the show title and just no? Because <laughs> you've just shouted it out. We don't put show titles oh. out that we reference as show titles during the I'm podcast. I'm for Rule number one. I'm for Clemps. We all know it's going to be seven Trent Water. So- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're learning about things. Is part of you yeah. doing the thing that we will do during certain kinds of other events where you don't want to spoil it, let's say, and you're like, how long until they get to the fucking Beatles? Like, were you losing patience well, at any you'd point? you think these two really important moments on Watchdog would be it, and then they'd jump onto the Beatles. But no, we've got Dr. Maggie. Yeah. Who's gonna about the <laughs> in the sky? Um, and I just, oh yeah, I forgot about when Dabs you watch Maggie. when you watch stuff like this, and you've got Ronan Keating yeah. and the other lady, and yeah, Alex on Jones this every on, day. Be respectful, yeah. They're, they're on it like five days a week or whatever. This one show yeah. is happening. They've got a lot of content yeah. to fill. And you can yeah. see they are literally going through the motions with the questions that they're asking this poor star <laughs> lady who really loves stars. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's true. A lot of yeah. these, that's such a good observation. It's such a good observation. <laughs> so there's just a, a lot of these. Big, there's a blank space in this podcast where I just sighed that I need to cut out. <laughs> no, no, no. That was, that um, was fine. The, the, the observation that some of these shows, whether it's the morning shows or just, I think they call them, I think the technical term might be magazine shows. Whether you've hmm. got such a fucking revolving door of guests that it would make no sense for you to be that invested in everyone. So the stargazing woman comes on and you're like, so tell us more about these star things. And it's like, of course, where, how else but are they supposed just, to it's be? Just where, it's just where they asked the question and they didn't listen to the answer and then they just asked the next question. It's just how it felt, I think. Yeah, anyway, no, there's a bit of a, a, bit of a, a conveyor time. belt. She was telling people about how they can look in the stars. Belt. And it was, it yes. was wonderful. You know, we've all been Good. to a planetarium or two she um, seemed she seemed enthused and yeah it did seem lovely and it did make me think oh i should look up at the sky a bit more listen she did her job i'm now uh, low-key looking out for her book but at this point they've teased it already too right they're saying hey we've got people here it's a big historic yep. thing music moment yep, yep. and i'll be honest yep, in yep, my yep. pitch to you i was literally at my parents house with the one show on in the background and this all started going off and i was like i was almost i'll be i'll be real i was almost annoyed i was like i'm into music i'm into the beatles i want to like figure out this music history stuff mate, on my own terms. When you've got need flooding to... issues in your house, you need to know how to deal with them. <laughs> all right. And you can, you can be up to get a competition, at least up to 2000 pounds. So I mean, it was here to help. They got your back, Jeffrey. They've yeah, I guess back. I'm, I'm happy. They've got anyway, my back. You, you're there and you're yeah. frustrated because what's yeah. going on. And do you know why you were frustrated? Cause you're not going on because I checked and I was 20 minutes in and they, That's t- why. they ain't got to the Beatles yet. <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> At this point, I'd already put my peanut butter on my toast. I made my coffee. And my coffee takes a while, Jeff. And I ain't got to the Beatles yet. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I've low-key admitted at this point in the last week's pitch that, like, I kind of just... I'm very much looking forward to your review of the song, let alone the short film, let alone the short film featuring on the one show. You asked me to watch the one show. Yes, I did. I did. I did. That's what I asked you to watch. Okay. And then it gets to the Beatles. And then... Yeah, content. So, I guess for those yeah. for those of you who have missed this um, media cycle, yes, because it came and it went very quickly, as do um, most media cycles these days. Exactly. Yeah, but in the mid nineties, Yoko Ono and uh, John Lennon's son found some demo tapes of John Lennon. They sent them to uh, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr. Nailed it. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they worked on some songs yep. and they managed to put release some Beatles tracks at the time. One of them being um, Free as a Bird, yep. I think. And Real Love. Yeah, those are the two. And Real Love. Mm-hmm. But there was a song that they couldn't do because ah. 
John Lennon and the piano, they were just merged into the same audio track and they couldn't separate it. When they wanted a little bit when they wanted a little bit more John, there was just too much piano coming through. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we are pressing the so action then they, button. So then a they lot. parked it. Then they parked it, and then they lost John John Harrison, and then <laughs> <laughs> George Harrison. Sorry. <laughs> are you do, are you doing fractions of sentences now? Because <laughs> this is enjoyable. Yes. <laughs> but for some reason, I've got more Ringo Starr coming through because I've just got Thomas in the Tank Engine in my head. I love that. Which was, there was a moment when I was like, "Wow, is Thomas in this?" <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's a shout that's a, that's a very old school shout for our generation and their childhood yeah Thomas the Tang Engine shout out okay so then and Ringo Starr um, so then the Get Back documentary came out and everyone was very excited about that and they realised they had the technology to remove um, backs, backing noise from vocals and sound and they did a lot of great audio work to make that documentary the great documentary that it is um and then that's when um, Paul McCartney had the idea of let's revisit this and let's see if we can separate the vocals from the piano track. That's what they've done. Mm. And then they released a song called Now and Then. And basically this section of the one show was like a little 11, 12 minute mini documentary that the Beatles had produced um, to show all of this. But they showed it for the first time to the world for some reason on the one show. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. But not only did they do that, but they brought um, a couple of guests on to talk about it afterwards That's as right. well, That's which right. included um, the Beatles' old producer's son. Yes. Who? George Martin's something son. Something Martin. Yep. George Martin's son, who looks just like George Martin. Exactly. Um, and obviously we had Ronan Keaton there as well. Yeah. But for some reason, we also had Beatles superfan John Bishop. <laughs> that was odd oh yeah <laughs> and by the way my apologies for just george martin's son and feeling like that's enough his name is giles martin shout out to giles but yeah also famous liverpudlian comedian john bishop just john bishop Who and ronan uh, keating being the lads was was an interesting little it was a, it was a choice <laughs> it was a choice <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. And they got really emotional about they it did. all. They did, they did, didn't they? They did. They got all very emotional. There's a moment in the little documentary where they just play John Lennon's voice separate from the piano, just loud, and they were like, you could hear a pin drop in this studio. Yeah. And I was like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't, don't undercut it after you send me there with them, with tears coming out of my own eyes. Um, yeah. Uh, my my favourite bit in yes. the whole documentary is that when they're discussing and talking about the great audio technology, yes. Paul McCartney's exact words were, so you, you, you put it into this, 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 this AI or this process or whatever, and then bleep, bloop, blop, it pops up <laughs> the other side. <laughs> Paul gets it about as much as we need to get it. And as much as general yeah. culture gets it. And Paul McCartney is fucking hilarious. And then also, do they end the but, no, 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 so, Sorry, sorry, sorry. Gone. Please, please, please. I was just going to say, did they end the twelve-minute film with the video in the one show? I can't remember now. Nope, you don't get the song. No, you don't get the song. Okay, <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> they do all that thing and they don't go. And here it is. <laughs> uh, oh, that's um, so but no, that's but really then they funny. got then they got special <clears throat> other guests on. So they, did. they got uh, Charlie from California, who yes. Um, played on it as part of the orchestra or something like that and he got a full 20 second interview Bruv, his <laughs> interview was brutal his interview was brutal <laughs> <laughs> oh my days it was so, they made such a thing and they showed him like hey he was one of the fucking violinists or whatever yeah, and, and at then the time he, he barely barely got two questions I swear he's they're like alright thanks Charlie bye I'm I'm sorry question one was his audition to get to question two and he royally fucked up he was like yeah it was just a really amazing experience kind of fair play I was like alright mate you got nothing here clear off but like they had video footage of him playing the violin and I do like the story it's a bit weird but I do like the story of them like oh it's just another Paul McCartney song and then later it's like no motherfuckers it was the Beatles I think they'd also be very overawed and uh, into it if it was just a Paul McCartney being mm. one of the fucking Beatles, it's still a pretty big deal. But no, historic yeah. levels, 
uh, of next levels, um, even from that, was to they're actually on a Beatles song, and they never. And knew I think it they said to also when you when you did it, did you know it was something special? And they're like, oh well, you know, we did it, and sometimes you do these things that you don't necessarily hear the end product. And like, you know, I was looking around for it, and the song never came out, and Paul McCartney didn't release anything. And it was like, I yeah. thought was he, I thought he had some good chat, but they were like, bye, Charlie. No, you're right. Um, no, you're right. My bad. My bad. He had he made the point of like he does a lot of those kinds of sessions where two to three years later the stuff comes out in different forms and. Mm in different ways and no no, no you're right yeah yeah and bad. then they just had this other weird segment at the end jeffrey where oh, they just me. found three people who had slightly emotional stories related to like beatles oh, incidents yeah. <laughs> like they had they oh, that had was story, really weird now you've reminded me they had a story yeah. about a, uh, a family that named their kid jude and that yeah, was one of them yeah. and like i know a i know a guy who's named his kid jude um who has <laughs> takes about our podcast but you know, he emails us once and then he bails. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll like that was that, that was her, that that was the link, and they just yeah. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Well, actually, there was more of a link. The kid like was born and had issues, and then it was quite oh, emotional yeah. for them. And they said the other. Um, yeah. But then they had another one, a lady who like actually this was actually a really cute story, and I take back everything I just said because this story okay. was really cute. Remind me, yeah, yeah. So I forgot. in the sixties, she queued to get tickets to see the Beatles. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And then she was like, and then she had to go to work. So she had to leave the queue and she never got her ticket. And and then like her boss found out that she didn't get her ticket. What are you, why are you taking pictures? What are you doing? Content. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Cool. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you this heartfelt story, Jeffrey. It's beautiful. Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, it's moving. Her boss found out that she didn't yes. get the tickets and that she was so committed to her work that she arranged yeah. for them to meet the Beatles. And it was really cute. That... And she got to meet Paul McCartney and the Beatles and she's got a picture and oh. whatnot. And I thought it was a really Very cute, cute story. But that it just seemed story. like a weird thing that they just then went, here are people that got Beatles stories and we're just yeah. going to throw them on at the end of this thing. They could have just yeah. played the song. Yeah, they instead... really could <laughs> But yeah. No, this is, um, so, this that was, been, so that this was been... one show. This has been such a beautiful review because you're just peeling back so many layers on the one show. And if someone thought from the way it was pitched last week that this was just like a two minute joke to get to the song. No, we had, we had to review the one show today because that was what was pitched, ladies and gentlemen. And if yep. Christopher happened to hadn't have some ending comments because he listened to the song, that's his choice or not, because the review was what was requested. And, and I, I listened to the song before I watched the one show. Just okay. I, I thought I'll give this song a listen beforehand okay. and I gave the song a listen and it was a fine Beatles song. It's a fine Beatles song. I'm glad that we could just... And it's a little earworm as well. It got stuck in my head for a bit. Oh, nice, for nice. For a few days, yeah. It's a good, I mean, Beatles in 2023 still putting out earworms. Good for them. Um, but I, lo- <laughs> I, I guess... <laughs> build, building, on from, building on from what we were discussing with these other shows and how you f- figure out what to watch in the 16 seasons of the fucking thing and how one generation is doing more still the classic telly and others are doing more on-demand online stuff. I do live a lot on YouTube, right? So part of the dissonance, mm-hmm. to use a fantastic academic term, of seeing this all take place on the one show and they're hyping it up as like the British premiere of this short film. It's part of me is like, no, fucker, I would have done that on my own time on their YouTube channel. And then the more I sort of kept my eyes on it, I was like, no... For the right generation, it's right. Even with the fact that it's going to premiere on YouTube later and you can watch it whenever you want, a certain generation does need this to premiere on a magazine show of utter blandness like The One Show. And so actually, it does need to serve two masters. They're not like... They, they need to yeah. still appeal to that generation. It needs to do both. It's funny that it needs to do both. And it struck me as quite it, a funny... It's like the stories I hear back in the day of when people would like crowd around their tellies for the premiere of the new Michael Jackson video. It's right, kind of, exactly. it's that, isn't it? it which is it, which is which is a good thing. Except I had no idea it was happening yeah. at the time that yeah. it happened. And yeah. a few days later I heard the stories about oh you heard that new Beatles song. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. But I don't listen to news or go no, on socials that but, often. So, see, know. and that that to me is is why I it's been really like sorry listener if you wanted a bit more Beatles chat about the song, but that's why it felt like a perfect pitch, because it peels back these layers of yes, it is that we all gathered round, the whole world is paying attention to one thing moment, but it's that kind of moment in a world where that doesn't really happen anymore. So it didn't fully mm-hmm. come off. Like it's almost it's a bit forced and it feels so nice and good and it makes sense that they did. And it probably got a bigger audience share than the one show usually does. Like it didn't do nothing, but it definitely it almost it almost like Dr. Maggie got her her audience. (laughs) 
Dr. Maggie got the biggest audience she'll ever see again. But like, I think by virtue of trying to do this thing, it show it's almost like it's almost like it became this um, totem representing how that kind of telly, you know, doesn't exist anymore. It, there's no hmm. all appointments will be damned. Everyone gather around the telly because this is the closest you'll get. And that wasn't it. And it, to me, that's um, super fascinating. And then you've got a bit, like just the most weird Ronan Keating, John Bishop, like, OK. And it's like uh, this appeals to a sort of middle England, more casual music listener. And everyone got in their fields a bit. And that was nice. And then, yeah, I've got to just put this out there to put a bow on the review and say with all the one show stuff that was going on and will impact the scores, um, you getting into the Beatles a bit more than you would have through Peter Jackson's documentary documentary series, Get Back, last year, I think. And we were both texting so much about it, both super into it. Um, and that's how, obviously, they eventually got these vocals for um, Now and Then. Did that make you a bit more into the 12 or so minute film than you would have been without it? It made me miss that documentary. Oh, that's a great take. I hear that. Yeah, that documentary was so good, right? It made me miss it too. Yeah, um, this, this it just seemed... <sighs> I'm trying not to have my partner's opinion in my ear. Um, <laughs> because I was told today that I don't have my own opinion about anything, apparently. Um, <laughs> or I don't have my own independent view or something. But that's something that I'll talk about to my therapist when I find one. Um <laughs> It was a little overproduced and polished and a oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. had Paul McCartney all over it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. what I loved about the Peter da- Jackson documentary is you could see how Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney was. Yeah, that that's that's sense. fair. That's really fair. And at some point, it's not essential to this pod um, today. And in the future odds and ends, I can't wait to get your opinion. But like you have to watch just the standalone video they did for yeah. uh, the song because it's, it's, it's basically what you're saying to the nth degree i've got one last take i need to throw out there because it just occurred to me today listening you can't to have again. one because you've said that already <laughs> <laughs> i've got one post take take um and it's yeah. just that uh i don't know what it was that suddenly sparked this connection in my brain being a, a pretty hardcore nirvana fan for many years i remember when his journals were published and came out and quite a few people were like i know that the posthumous art industry for artists bands musicians writers is like a thing and like whether they saw that out in the will or not or their estates and um people who like go on to to represent their legacy it is what it is but this feels very private right and something got me thinking about like how i don't think this is the case i think the beatles were on a much better terms by the end they'd gone through a lot but blah 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 the fact that yoko um and sean ono lennon are like giving this to the beatles and it's it's a nice thing but part of me thought wouldn't it be fucking hilarious if at some point in the vault they found like a john lennon like journal entry where he's like oh i'm so glad now and then we'll never go to them like, this is going to be one of my banger <laughs> solo tunes i would never want this to be a beatles song like, who knows if that wasn't in his head i love that they did it like the beatles never got to reunite and there's so much evidence that says they were going to get on better terms and do it one day if not for this really unfortunate um mm. early death of john lennon but with that said it did just occur to me that like when he wrote now and then he was very much an established solo artist doing his solo thing and maybe maybe part of his brain was like this is i don't think i don't know it's just a really interesting thing to me where like they took that license and it's quite a brave nice choice for beatles fans but just it's also a bit of a you know when it's posthumous you're never certain right so there's that i just thought yeah. that was an interesting angle um, i've I was just gonna say, um, please. We need to do scores. We do. Um, and I apologise because my scores are batshit crazy. Oh well, I might. I uh, yeah. Because I had no idea what I was reviewing or what my scores were related <laughs> you, to. You describe... Was I reviewing Watchdog? Was I reviewing Maggie? <laughs> was I reviewing the Beatles? I don't know. I think um, you described it perfectly at the start of this review, which was all the things and none of them and most of it. And yes, and I think my scores, <laughs> <laughs> my guesses for your scores are just as batshit. Um, but yeah. It, it, yeah, I think you're a nice, it might be exactly the opposite. This is so funny, but I think you were a two to start with because Jeff, what are you doing? This is so long. And then I think you were a three during because that was a bit weird, but that was a bit good. The one show three. Um, and then afterwards, I think you were a four because like, wow, as weird as that was, that was historic. No way did I nail it. If you nudged them all up one, oh, you would have nailed it. What? Not not three, four, five. 
three, four, five. What in the world? That is amazing! Wow. So I got the same pattern, the same arc. Yeah. Wow. You got the same arc because I was I was excited about the going to the Beatles land and and finding out about the Beatles going in. So I was like, yeah. I was in a I was in a mood. I was fine. Oh. I was fine with it. Yeah. And then the four was it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then, in retrospect, it was a big event that happened. It's hard, and people should kind of tune oh, in. Oh wow! Find it. It's kind of like you know, that's kind of what it. That's kind of that's kind of where I landed. Oh, that's a, that's a fantastic landing spot. I think I think you reviewed it bloody exactly what you should have. As as confusing as the layers I wanted to touch on might have been, I think you reviewed it exactly like you should have, and that was really really fun for me. I have a pitch for you. I think you can relate to this, right? Um, because we have the week that was every week we talk as often as we do even off pod there's as i illustrated last week dozens and dozens of things we're catching up on about on the regular one part of my year, i mean we spent six hours together yesterday and didn't record a pod <laughs> we spent six year. hours together yesterday and the pod was the furthest furthest thing from our thoughts um i <laughs> had one really cool like uh, musical rabbit hole i fell into this year that i didn't share with you at all and i've been wondering what's the angle to share this one um, and I found a really fun way to share it. The rabbit hole has a name, Christopher. The name of this rabbit hole is Polygene Harvey. And I might be sharing this um, lady with you in a very interesting way this week. There is a podcast called 60 Songs That Explain the 90s. And on 60 Songs That Explain the 90s, your host talks about Down by the Water by PJ Harvey. And I won't give too much away, but basically... During this episode of this podcast, I at least three to four times thought, is this my new favorite podcast? Do I have to listen to all 60 of these now? And I just thought, I'm 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 consuming too much PJ Harvey content to see the wood from the trees right now. I thought this would I literally have I thought I told you <laughs> that I was at a festival that PJ Harvey was headlining. No, you'd haven't. And you haven't. What was, what was the, the festival? Was it Green Man? She, yeah, and I left the festival before she headlined to drive home. Wow. Oh, this is this is good stuff. This is good, good stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I just listened you threw to me this... by saying her actual name, by the way. That really threw me. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. PJ Harvey. Um, you, need and... to, but you, need, you need to send me a link to whatever you just said, because you said a lot yes, of stuff. Yes, of course. I said a lot thing. of stuff and I'll I'll give you the thing. And basically, you ended yeah. Up, I would... Have you pitched me a podcast? I think that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I pitched you a podcast and that is what you're getting. And it's just, I was just consuming so much content that it just was like, this would be really, really nah, fun. of course not. <laughs> Around PJ Harvey, but this would be a very, very fun starting point for the lucky person. You know, I had that secondhand like jealousy of like, oh, imagine never knowing who this person was and this was the way you got introduced. I'd be so into that. And I thought, oh, I can give that experience to my boy and see how he, he finds it. Um, so that's my pitch for you this week. Down by the Water, as featured on 60 Songs That Explain the 90s, the podcast. And yeah, it's another song hidden in a fucking thing. My bad. Like, I can't. <laughs> Have you ever the thought CCC... of doing videos or something? I swear, <laughs> the CCCAH playlist is going to be a banger. I'll tell you that much. We should do one. Why have we not yeah, done one? I mean, listen. That's a good idea. Just it's tell not... people what we're, what we're listening to. Off yeah, it goes. Exactly. We just exactly. keep building on it and it becomes the, all the stuff we consume. Except can we not have the 1975 on it? Oh, that'd be, uh, that, that, that's very contentious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's brilliant. Um, that's brilliant. Um, so for you, yeah. uh, Mr. Jeffrey Barlow, yes, please, is a TV show, yeah. the, uh, a sitcom, if mm. you will. Oh, a situation if, comedy. A situational comedy, mm. um, which I have no idea if you've consumed this before, and I don't think we've ever spoken about it before. But Those I shows don't exist. I've been re-watching a series recently, mm. which um, I don't think I've ever enjoyed a series so much second time around as i have this one Oof. which is very strange so i have watched it start to finish and mm. then this is this is the second viewing of it and i think i just every time i watch it I'm, I'm actually laughing more than i think i did the first time and i think it's because you get to enjoy and know characters more probably the second time around because the first time around they're all still quite fresh and raw mm. anyway i'm going down I'm, I'm rambling love it but i don't know if you ever jumped on the uh schitt's creek bandwagon when it first 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 happened and Falls i think it was one of the, the og netflix shot. series is 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 wow. out like when netflix was happening it's all up on there um and i'm throwing you somewhere yes. early season two with an episode because it's what we're doing wow um 
The only premise you need to know, it's they were a rich family. Yes. They lost everything. And all they got left was a town that they bought as a joke. Wow. Um, this is old oh, Shit's Creek. I didn't even yeah. know that was, that's a great, okay. I feel very set up and in safe hands. Season two, episode what? What are we saying? Season two, episode three, Jazzagals is what it's called. Wow. Okay. And this was just this again, it's not like a classic episode. It was one I watched the other day and I thought, you know what? Each character is yes. just doing something nice in it and or funny or just being a good version of themselves that yeah. sort of encapsulates what they're about and what you enjoy about all of these characters. Oh mate. Um We're out here encapsulating. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Nah, that was that I'm sold. That's the sort of this is another very twenty twenty three thing that like I would see just clips on social media quite regularly yeah oh there's so many memes out there. right there's so many memes when you get to become that bigger meme generator you there's must be something to it and i just never had the thing that pulled me in and i'm ready to be pulled in it has the guy with the eyebrows right it's got two of them fantastic it's his actual son <laughs> i think right? the whole family i think the whole family are in it That's uh great. the dad the son wrote the show and star in the show ah and the daughter slash sister is also in the show i'm ready my um, body is ready for shit's creek and it's a good, it's a good show, Jeffrey. I'm, I'm really enjoying it this time around. Ah, oh, fantastic! And I, 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 I didn't, I didn't expect it to, I didn't expect to laugh as much or enjoy it as much. But I like, I literally get excited about watching. So it. So you've done the whole show. You've done the whole show. I did, I did, did it, completed it, cried, completed um, it, and then uh, I did yeah, it. I was mate. there. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, and now you're doing it again. And now I'm gonna, I'm gonna start again. I love a good. I, I've never found the the right angle, but I've always been meaning to get into it, getting pitched. So. I think the the viewers uh, are quite spoiled this week with what some of the anticipation scores are going to be. But we've had a great time. Listen, we've we've battled through tech issues. We've battled we've battled through um, all sorts. Internet lag. I cannot tell you how much right now because of how badly pixelated my friend is. Um, I don't even know what ethnicity my friend is anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? I am the cleanest um, and crystal clear I've ever been. <laughs> at this point, because of all the different doodallies and winky wonkies i've got a plug into my dead laptop over there i can't have my charger plugged in and i'm on 15 percent. and we just about held out until the end the so god love it and winky wonkies god love it logic's still going we've got a podcast in the bank for you there's only as much uh lag and interruption speaking over each other as normal and i think that's fine there is so much love and care that goes into this podcast ladies and gentlemen i hope you feel it we always make this happen for you there was even the suggestion of someone getting on public transport and coming all the way over to the other one's town if if technology didn't serve us well that's how dedicated members of this team are the other one would have just stayed in this chair and been a happy host um but we're so happy to have you we're so happy to have you with us christopher thanks for watching the one show that's fucking hilarious i love that we have a podcast <laughs> until next time i'm the guy that says goodbye he's the guy that says take care so i'm gonna say goodbye and take care if you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak the microphones bleed because they're so cheap we're sorry to your ears if you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro or if you don't like the whole show question why were you here if you don't like the podcast if you think we both speak too fast too many tangents never stay on task pick up a book instead if you don't like what we recommend if your patience wears thin towards the end if you think you could do better with your friend please go ahead if you don't like this content or like me the word content then please go be more content and never listen to us again